Welcome to the Profit Talks podcast, hosted by the Orange County Inland Empire SBDC Network, funded in part by the U.S. Small Business Administration and the California Office of the Small Business Advocate. This show is the go-to resource for business owners seeking empowerment, education, and resources to succeed. Join us as we connect you with experts, share the triumphs of fellow entrepreneurs, and reveal the wealth of assistance available to you today to level up your business. So let's go. Let's dive in and learn more. Well, I hope you're ready to learn because I sure am. We're going to learn about a brand new center that the OCIE, Orange County Inland Empire, SBDC, Small Business Development Center, a lot of letters there, OCIE SBDC starting yet another new center, and this one I understand is targeted at uh, minority businesses and particularly minority startups. And here to talk about it are the folks who are hosting this new thing. I think it's out in the Inland Empire, Palm Springs area. We'll learn more. Let's bring them on and meet. We'll go ladies first here. Um, I'm going to botch both your names, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, Carolina Rosas. Is that correct? Yes, that's perfect. And there's another you put your, it could also be Savidra. Yes. I, I, never, I never understand Hispanic names. So you've got Rosas <laughs> dash Savidra, but she says you can just call me Carolina Rosas. Is that like a family name or your married name? Or Explain the two names with the dash in between them here. Absolutely. Carolina, my first name. <clears throat> I have a second name as well. And my first last name is Rosas. Your first last name. Okay. Yeah, I do have two uh, last names. The right. first one is Rosas. And the second one, coming from my mother, from the mother line, ah. is Saavedra. Saavedra. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I, I've never heard that's a very unusual, these are both Hispanic names from where? From, from Spain, yes. Oh, from Spain, okay. Yes. All right, so are you from Spain? <laughs> Actually, no, I'm from Chile. I was raised and born, I'm born and raised there. And um, I do have family that is coming either from Spain and also from Germany. This is what I've learned recently from my grand great grandmother. Wow. <laughs> but okay. it's like really far away from me. It's We're like, going to talk about that a whole another yeah, day because I'm absolutely. fascinated with Chile <laughs> and all that and the, that it offers here. Well, welcome to the show. And with you, you are the SBDC, the Caravan SBDC director. We're going to talk about that more. <laughs> but your yes. compatriot here is another international star. <laughs> Mihai Patru, did I get that close? Yes, well. And I said, and you told me that's Romanian. I would yes. have never, I'm always trying to guess where names come from. I would have <laughs> never guessed that one. Mihai Patru, how did you get, were you, are you born in Romania? Or yes, born? and I've been in the U.S. since 2013. Since 19, where? 2013. 2013, okay. Yeah. And all right, we're going to talk all about, so you sure. together, you are the, care, um, again, this is one you're going to have to explain. Caravan Sarai, did I get that even close? Perfect. Uh, Caravan Sarai Project Executive Director. Sure. All right, so let's unpack some of this. We unpacked exactly. your names and your background. Let's unpack some of this thing here. Let's start with what is the Caravan Sarai Project and sure. why are you hosting this new center? Probably the <clears throat> the first thing that we should start with is what the... See, I got them all nervous. I asked them all about their names, what? and now we're going to be coughing and choking here. I'm sorry if I threw you off by all this stuff. No. <laughs> what the Plenty of water there if you need some. Yes, water thank here. you. Right. What a caravan is. Everyone knows what a caravan is, yeah, right? Yeah, a caravan. You, 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 you join, like the old wagon trains, you go Ex across the exactly. West. And, right. Um, or you create a caravan of cars to go to the football game or right. something. Right. And Surais used to be the places where these caravans, these travelers used to stop, uh, meet other travelers, uh, get resources, sell their, you know, do trade, yeah. and then they were continuing on their journey. And are these like the gypsy caravans in Europe or the uh, More uh, the Silk Road caravans. Oh, the Silk Road. Uh, the traders, oh, oh, explorers, yeah. and every once in a while they were uh, stopping at these places that um, where they were getting new um Produce, exchanging information, learning yeah. about the challenges that, that lie were ahead. ahead of them. Yes. Because, think about that just for a second. I'm a big history buff. Marco Polo set out on this to, to explore the, the Silk Road in, I don't know what year, but it'd be like the 1200s or 1400s <coughs> or something like that. And he decides to go from Italy, gets on this thing, and starts roughly kind of around Russia or something, what was, what's now Russia, and it goes mm -hmm. all through all the Central Asian countries, all the way to China. 
how long did that take? I must have taken a year or something by a caravan, by a cart and an ox or a right. donkey or something to go this and, far. And, and this idea of places where travelers and traders stop and meet are, you can find them everywhere. Yeah. They are in uh, Latin America, they are in Asia, they are in Middle East, they are in Africa, they are in Europe. So when caravans launched in 2007, the idea was, uh, 2016, sorry, right. the idea was to create a platform that will um, startup entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs on their journey right. and provide the resources, whether um, business support, access to capital, networking, as they are developing their. And I, I think, you know, a natural growth for us as an organization is um, hosting the newest SBDC center. Caravan. All right, we're going to go into all that. I'm still trying to figure out who you guys are. So is this um, Caravan Sarai project, is this a nonprofit? Is this we a for-profit? We are uh, a nonprofit, a 501c3 organization okay. uh, based in uh, Palm Springs, California, serving uh, the Inland Empire region and Central Valley. Um, but this is outside of the SBDC. This is an independent yes. organization. And yes, it was it's the host organization. Thinking why you said it was um, fairly recent. We, it, it was launched in um, um, 20, uh, 2013, 2016, okay. actually. By who? Uh, we were a group of three uh, co-founders in Washington D.C., and um, I'm one of the initial co-founders. And we, all of us, were working with uh, social innovators, entrepreneurs, and we saw a need for. A support system, a place to gather. As a you're place on this to gather, journey. a place to access right. resources, and slowly one of the, our uh, first projects and was a partnership with UCR, UC Riverside, right. where we developed their first um, social impact pre-accelerator called Seed Lab pre-accelerator. Are right, you going to have to unpack that one again here? A something something social accelerator. Here, what what was it? It's called Seed Lab. Seed Lab, okay. Pre-accelerator. Oh, pre-accelerator. Is this before you sort of just thinking? That was our first uh, right. project, and it's still hosted at Caravansrai Project in partnership with UCR Extension, and it's a um, one-year uh, training program. Uh, it's a certificate program at UCR Extension How as to well. become an entrepreneur. Yes. All right. How did you become an entrepreneur? How? What's your background? Uh, you come from Romania. Were you an entrepreneur? Do you come from entrepreneurs? I, what? I, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I was a career diplomat for over 13 years. Oh, how cool is that for, and, the, the, Roma for the Romanian government? And uh, I transitioned through social impact, social and uh, studied a couple of entrepreneurs that we are supporting in Southern We California. could do a whole show with you on, on Romania well, and have Post, me over next the time. Soviet Union, <laughs> the collapse of the Soviet Union, and uh, what was it, Ceausescu, and yes. all this stuff here, and then the fall of him, and then the, you know, wow, that, this, these countries have gone through a lot of upheaval. And part of that upheaval has been going from communist countries, yes. socialist uh, enterprises, to free enterprises. Yep. And it seems like that's been a struggle for a number, of, not, not every country, but taking these state enterprises and privatizing them. Yeah. It sort of unloosed the Wild West and, and lots true. of crazy people and billionaires were made and insane stuff happened. Exactly. All right, so you did all that and then you came. Why did you come to the U.S.? Did um, you? I was a transatlantic diplomatic fellow for the U.S. State Department. Wow, am I impressed or what? A transatlantic fellowship. <laughs> so you get to study and you came to the U.S. State Department here? Yes. And what was, it, what was the theme that you're working on? I, I was working on uh, climate change. There's no climate change, you know. That's all. I know it's a just <laughs> <laughs> a joke. But no, my God, it's very real. If it goes outside every year, it's the hottest year on record. You know, I know. All my relatives in the Midwest. There's no climate change. There's nothing there. <laughs> anyway, we won't go down that rabbit hole here. All right. So you came out, did all that, and stud, and then somewhere along the way, you fell into this idea that you and some other co-founders, you know, there is a need for entrepreneurship sure. support. 
why focus on minority communities? That's the last place we think of developing entrepreneurs. It's uh, it's all these groups at these universities. We're at University of California, Irvine. You're at University of California, Riverside. Those, well, more and more they're represented by minorities, but they probably, um, that's not the target. Sure. I, I, I think we need to have that, start that conversation thinking about who actually is supporting the economy at community level. Yeah. And those are the very small and small business entrepreneurs. And I'm thinking here from uh, the mom that has a childcare business. Right. Uh, to every other to, um, big enterprise they start uh, here. The guy that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, immigrated to the U.S. and now is the owner of a barbershop. Yeah. Actually, these are the people that are keeping the community alive. They are generating uh, revenue for their families, hiring from these communities, and supporting a whole infrastructure. And and again, I don't want to. It's it's no secret. I'm not a big fan of the late president, so I don't want to go down that path. But I, so much. I'm from the Midwest. I'm the core group that that supports this anti-immigration. Oh my God, immigrants! I'm like, where do you think we all came from? Three, four generations ago, I'm Irish. Exactly. Nobody wanted the drunk, illiterate, uh, uneducated Irish anymore. They went any of these groups. We all come over. To me. Immigrants are what make America unique I, and special. I, I think the interesting, one of the interesting facts about Caravanserai Project is that we are a team of seven. Mm -hmm. Everyone is an immigrant yeah. or a first generation. Right. Uh, Carolina I'm a third, I'm a third and I generation. are um, immigrants. Our colleagues are first generation. Uh, we have other immigrants on, on the team. And the reason we really wanted to focus on underserved entrepreneurs, minority right. entrepreneurs, is because these entrepreneurs need most support. Yeah. Whether they don't have access to resources. They may not have any other mentors, anybody else to follow. They don't have mentors. Right. They feel that they are not capable of running a business. They right. don't feel empowered enough. They're so. in a foreign language, foreign country, foreign language anyway, not a foreign system, and now they're trying to make exactly. their way through. So. Although, uh, two interesting facts I've seen. I've been doing this now for 15 years. We have, and, and full disclosure, we do a show for the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, where we've had lots of immigrants, very successful immigrants, and they all come and tell the same story. I came to this country, I had nothing. Some of them left a lot. They left being an attorney or a business, and now they're here scrubbing floors and washing dishes, anything they can. That's the American yeah. dream. And and many of them have said, you know, it's immigrants to keep the American dream alive. They come here believing more than us jaded, you know, third and fourth generation Americans. This is real. I if With a lot of hard work and a little bit of luck, I can become anything I want to be. I can take take it as far as I want. So they come to this country and many of them are forced to become entrepreneurs because they don't speak the of language, course. so they can't get a job. They don't have any job history, but so they have to go out and hustle and do something. As my relatives did three, four generations exactly. ago here, as every immigrant group comes over. One of our board members has a saying that uh, the folks that we support and we encourage to uh, become financially independent, all their existence once they come to the US, the, the U.S. is about entrepreneurship, yeah. whether figuring out what school to take the kids on, what bus to take, uh, what age, state agency they need to um, reach out to to get support. Everything right. is about figuring out a way. Everything is about entrepreneurship. And, you, and again, imagine if I went to Chile or to Romania, how would I even know where to start? Where do exactly. I go? Who to talk to? How it works? what the official papers are I have to get and the setups and everything else and the opportunities there. And I, maybe I'm struggling with the Romanian language. or So I I, I think it's amazing. I, I don't know how we turn this narrative on its head that somehow immigrants are the problem. Immigrants are the answer. Yep. That's what's always, That's, in my opinion, made America exceptional. Take, the, take everybody from the world and see what we can make out of them. We make a country out of a collection of people, often from the bottom of the barrel, like my ancient relatives, the, the desperate, the a couple of generations and watch what happens. I, and, I think it's an amazing story. And Carolina and I have so many stories to share about the entrepreneurs that we have supported and the progress they have made over a very short period of time. And Well, let's bring Carolina into this. She told me had she might be a little nervous, so I'm trying to stay away from her here. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, how is it your story the same? How did you stumble into this whole thing? How did you get from Chile to here? 
<laughs> That's a very interesting question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you ask yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, get her. I could say that it was an accident at the beginning, sure. but I'm very, very happy to be here uh, now. I um, I moved with my family at that moment, uh, husband and, and son, because of a um, <clears throat> professional project. Uh, the initial idea was staying here in the U.S. for two years and then going back. Right. Then probably uh, trying Europe. That was the initial plan. Okay. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I'm you know after seven years. Why Europe? What was it that about? Was Europe more appealing to you culture-wise or opportunity-wise? What I've never heard anybody say. Well, let's say I got a choice. I'll stay here. Yeah. Be an entrepreneur. I'll go to Europe. Exactly. Um, you know, it was all about timing as well for me personally, professionally as well. And um, were you going to go back to like Spain, where they speak Spanish, or were you going to go to Italy or Germany or where? Actually, it was Belgium, the the initial plan. Belgium, yeah, okay. country um, I never even think of. Here. Okay, let's go to Belgium, honey. All right, <laughs> because we had some connections in there. Um, you know, I I'm originally a biotech, so okay. my background is science initially. Okay. However, I joined the science uh, the program there at the University of Chile in my country because the idea and the reason why I joined that program was and learning how I can move technologies and knowledge, actually, into and, market. And what kind of science? So you're trying to do what they do here at UCI's Applied Innovation Center. Exactly. Trying to take technology and turn it into something. There's all this academic research or student re ideas, and then they try and say, well, that's great, but let's make a company out of it here. Exactly. This is uh, one of my passions, actually, um, for me was creating businesses around technology and science. That was a, the original plan. Uh, in Chile, I started a company there. I had a business partner, which was my PI. Uh, we are still together in the company. It's a startup company there. I own, What's a PI? Oh, my principal investigator. It's like your mentor in science. Okay. We both started a business there. I thought that it was like a private investigator, and you were, you were, you were, you were well, it, I'm going to date myself, a of. Tom Selleck and Magnum PI or something, and you're a private investigator. Jim Rock, Rockford Files. No, you don't even remember those shows. All right. Thank you. That's the story there in Chile. I realized that for startup, biotech startups, you need, you know, um, Good amount of money to start, a uh, lot of investment. And it's a as long well. runway because it it's it seven, is. ten years to bring this yes. thing to market. You got to go through all these tests. That's the problem they have here. They're getting investors. I want something that gives me a return next year, not in ten years. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? Um, the return is really good oh, after well, yeah. you know decades. I would say that for me, um, after ten years, I recently received uh, a patent. That was accepted in Chile. We filed another one. So you're it's rich been... now and you don't have anything to do with this, is it? She's multi-millionaire, well, billionaire. Plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. We're still, we're still raising money there. Okay. Uh, you know, we haven't sell like good, uh, the, like the product, the actual product, but we've been developing for many years. What's the product? You know, to me, all the specifics, but what's the product? What do you do? Is it a drug? Is it a biotech? Is it a device? Is it a, yeah. what is it, a, an app? What is it? Well, um, everything. Everything is plant-based. Um, plant-based, A lot okay. of different formulations for um, regulating flowering. Um, you know, Chile is a, a, a country where you can find a lot of agricultural um, activities. Yeah. So that's why we. So develop. instead of the bee, you're gonna you're gonna make all this stuff flower and bloom here or something. You're yeah, we want to re regulate the the blooming. Actually, that's the idea. Wow. And for, I feel know. way out of my head here, folks. This is we got a scientist, uh, we got a, uh, a a traveling fellow from the Romanian uh, Foreign Service who was at a fellowship at the State Department. You're, you're pretty impressive backgrounds here. So you've created yes. the come together, and you're running this center for the SBDC. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, actually, this is what uh, for me is very interesting because I was always passionate about entrepreneurship. Chile is very strong in that. Is it? Okay. It I know nothing about strong. the Chilean it's, economy here. Chile is a small country, you know, but we have a big mindset and big heart, I would say. <laughs> Sometimes we are not aware of what's going on in terms of our reality, but we yeah. do know that we want to, you know, think big and, you know, go beyond. That's the only thing that you, you will find in I'm Chile. I'm going to show what little I know about. I'm a typical <laughs> American. I know a little bit. I'm sort of fascinated with I was going to go into the Foreign Service a million years ago. I studied at the University of Michigan thinking I was going to be a U.S. diplomat. That didn't happen for a variety of reasons. I got into radio. I got stuck in this crazy thing. And Chile seems to go through these upheavals every couple of years. They go very far left, very far right, very far left, very yes. far right. They go back and forth with these. Yes. Uh, right now they went very what we would think is far left, I think, uh, recently here. 
apparently it looks like yeah but you know uh, all this uh, back and forth i would say has shaped a little bit our mind the generations as well i learned here the word resilience <laughs> resilience yeah you gotta uh, be resilient uh, yeah you kind of become that but also very optimistic um people in my opinion that's the thing that i've learned when i came here and you know by comparing myself with you know the rest of the immigrants i had no idea that i was an, an immigrant honestly <laughs> i have no I'm idea i'm an immigrant when did that happen yeah <laughs> i had no idea about all these concepts first generation you know and for me i think it was an advantage because in that way, you are not aware of limitations, probably. Yeah. Oh, I you can't do this because I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I'm going to self-limit. My, that's not <laughs> exactly. for immigrants. I was so unaware that I just wanted to explore how people do businesses here, how I can start and start. Sorry. So Because <clears throat> business why. is kind of business, whether it's China or Romania yes. or Chile or whatever. It's all based on profit and loss. And can you find a market for your product and yeah. can you sustain it and build? I mean, it's kind of a common language around the world. But you it, know, it may you know run what? differently in different parts of the world, but it's the same concept. It is. But you know what, uh, Paul, in the U.S., one of the things that I really admire and love is the support for mm. small business owners. I've been in Europe, in China, and always asking how people do businesses, mm -hmm. uh, you know, across different generations right. and group of people young and old <coughs> rich and poor big yes. business little business exactly right. the u.s in my opinion has a really good model through svdc very strong uh a lot of resources available for even for individuals like 101 consulting 101 so so do you mind if we go a couple minutes late because i got we're coming to the end of the show and i haven't even begun to oh talk God, about the center yes. i'm just fascinated with your yeah, story yeah, we're getting there we're getting there <laughs> all right so i am uh, full disclosure i am a uh, consultant with the sbcc part-time i have this business i run full-time and like many the what's unique i think about the sbdc it's not one of these organizations that relies on retired people we used to do this is how we did it once and giving back it's people who actively have businesses right now or, or, or you know, gone through. These are experts in their fields in f uh, raising money or in uh, retail management or in starting restaurants or biotech or franchising or all these crazy things. They've got, got I don't know, 100 plus consultants in this greater network. And through the show, I'm even learning. I didn't even know they have all these specialty centers, the contract center where they help you get a contract with the government or uh, the finance center and some other thing. And that's the one I work for. And so now here's another center. Why do we need another center? Is it just because this is still an underrepresented group? We're talking about minorities, not just Hispanic, but any any immigrants, people who are who are trying to find a way in this country uh, and maybe don't have the same advantage. I don't even say advantages. They just even know where to go or what to do, right? Exactly. And... As you said, Paul, <clears throat> there are different um, approaches that uh, a business need for starting <clears throat> and for expanding as well. So our right. specialty center is going to be primarily focused on uh, helping people and supporting individuals to start a business. When did this whole startup world turn? I guess, you know, when I was a kid, I'm in my mid-60s, when I was a kid in the 60s, nobody was an entrepreneur. I never even heard that word until like the 70s or 80s. We all, the joy, the joy was to go get a job and work for somebody for the rest of your life. That was what the assumption was, whether it was in a factory or as an executive, but you worked for somebody else. I, I didn't know anybody that worked for themselves. And then somewhere along the way, now these kids come in today, there's an entrepreneurship center here at UCI and just about every college. That's a course, of, that's a direction. They want to be entrepreneurs. Uh, they want to work for themselves. You're going to say something. I, I think the idea of workforce has changed, mm -hmm. and COVID obviously had a huge impact. Yeah, uh, especially in underserved communities, minorities. Why? Why do you have to work for somebody or be rejected by a potential employer right. when you can own your business? You can become your own. Um, boss. I'll give you a perfect example. We had somebody not on this show, but another show come in and he just started a company to make toffee. You know that uh, yep. like chocolatey mm -hmm. kind of candy type of stuff, toffee. And he worked for FedEx for 25 years in a pretty good job. And somewhere along, and his mother had this recipe of how to family recipe, and he started selling it on the side, and then he was going to the swap meet. And pretty soon people said, why don't you quit your job? He said, are you crazy? I got a good salary, a steady job, 25 years. I'm gonna jump into this crazy world called being an entrepreneur. COVID came along, he said, I'm gonna go, yep. now or never. 
And he said, I risked a lot. I got a family. I got a house. I got things to do. And I'm now trying to sell co toffee out of a little retail store and hopefully expand this. But he's passionate about it and he's in control of it. And imagine he had access to resources. He had, um, uh, let's say, a stable economic uh, and family situation. Right. But the people that the center, the Caravan SBDC and Caravan Sarai Project are serving are people that sometimes they don't have any alternative. Being an entrepreneur is the only thing that keeps them going, provides for their families. Yeah. Put, in a lot of the cases, that's how they are able to put a roof over their family. And he life. was fascinated. I'm going to do a shout out to the SBDC. You know, he comes in. This is on another show just talking about this entrepreneurial journey and this crazy toffee he makes. And I said, have you ever called anybody at the SBDC? He didn't even know it existed. He didn't know these free resources are out there. Free resources, well, folks, that's why to go help people. Because every whether it's the, whether it's left or right <laughs> or center, every government that comes in, every administration says we got to help small businesses. It's yep. the engine of growth for things. Small businesses turn into big businesses. More people are employed by small businesses than corporations. I think maybe I'm wrong that's on that, true. but so if, if we all want to drive this, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, all want to drive this, and that's why the SB. A and the state of this fund, organizations like the SBDC, Small Business Development Centers, just go help these people. And yep. all you have to show is that they have to go back and say, okay, they, they hired some people, they grew, they increased the revenue. There's no cost. They just need some metrics to go back and say, it's working. We're doing something. Yeah, and then they keep getting funding. And it's like they think some of the best kept secrets in town here. This and other programs, not the only one, lots of resources you said for entrepreneurs. I wouldn't think there are a lot for minority groups just because i don't know uh, how do you find people who act as mentors in those groups communicate we may or may not speak the same language i don't know mm -hmm. fascinating what you're doing why out in palm springs why way out there because oh, everybody groaned when i said that okay. the heart of the inland empire yeah we are in between the Cochilla valley known for uh, being the home of so many immigrants and yeah. entrepreneurs as well uh, and Riverside, San Bernardino County. So it just felt like a good... Um, and it's beautiful out there. It's, of full course. disclosure, I inherited... It was a, heavily raining today, so it wasn't <laughs> that beautiful. Full disclosure, I inherited morning. a house out there when my late father died and left me a house out in that area that I rent out. And boy, it's just... It is kind of like California the way it used to be. It's it kind is. of paradise. There's, yeah. there's a lot to do, but it's not so big that it's crowded. It's not L.A. It's not <laughs> yeah, crowded and smoggy true. and jammed and everything there. All right, so from there, though, you serve anywhere. You, I mean, I, I assume people in Orange County here could still work with the center, even though you're there and they're here. The idea of uh, Caravan SBDC is to provide services across the Island Empire and also for the Orange County for all the Spanish speakers. Mm -hmm. uh, is that the target group? If, if you're a Farsi, exactly. what, if, what about is a big Farsi community here or Philippine community? or There's lots of other ethnic group Chinese and Koreans and whatnot, do you yeah. serve those or right now you're just starting with Spanish speakers? At the moment we are starting with the Spanish speaking community, however the Orange County Inland Empire SBDC has a big ne network of mentors who speak all, all different oh, languages. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed all the time. Exactly. Uh, recently I met one of the directors of uh, the centers at um, uh, University of San Francisco, I think, CSUF. and. Um, she had, for example, other mentors who speaks other second languages as well. So right. primarily we're going to receive people who speak Spanish. We're going to provide uh, mentoring and training programs in Spanish. Uh, the idea as well is to help communities to think beyond the typical business models. That's primarily my mindset as well. I would love to see more Spanish speaking, the Spanish speakers here to think about other opportunities for doing businesses. Biotech or whatever, yeah. I would love to see that because actually there is a lot of potential. We had the experience the last year with the affiliate program where we train over 200 people. I was part of the curriculum, I designed it and also I trained the people. Or I, I would say that more than training or educating, I, I we learn together yeah. how to do business. But somebody's gotta guide them. You're the, the Sherpa that Absolutely. shows them the way up the Absolutely. mountain here. Yeah. And because of that experience, that's how, and that's why we design a center What that is gonna be a place to bring people to also bring their knowledge in terms of how they run businesses. Because there is a lot of technical support that we can provide and we must provide, you know, However, we've learned uh, out of the people from the people that is, you know, doing businesses, 
uh, there are there are other many details on how they run businesses. So we have to adapt and uh, kind of customize the way that we can provide these services for this Spanish speaking community because it's a different group. So in a couple so words, we re- we're, uh, we're, we're already that. over our time, but I'll give you a few <laughs> more minutes. Give me a story or two. Tell me the, tell me an example of who you served and what you did for them. That's what I, that's what people want to hear. I, I'm sorry, I got fascinated by both of your stories here, but it is it's part of again. You're you're immigrants yourselves here to this country. You're new to this country, and you have apparently very strong backgrounds in both countries where you came from here, adding to the the knowledge base that's here. But you quickly said there's there's a hole here for people who want to come to this country or live in this country and want to move up as entrepreneurs. So you target you created the center. SVDC's, uh, you're hosting it out there. Where is it hosted? Is it just a fa- your facility out there? Or? Yeah, we, we have a, an office, a couple of offices in Palm Springs, downtown Palm Springs, where we actually will start meeting people in person if they want to stop by. Wow. Um, and what else does the foundation do? Is this their sole project right now? Or are you going to spin out other projects that have nothing to do with the SVDC? Uh, yes, and we always done... Um, uh, supporting entrepreneurs through different projects, different engagement with the employment training panel, with GoBiz, with the city of Palm Springs. Right. Uh, but our main job, if you want to call it like that, is to identify and support small business entrepreneurs. And obviously, that's your mission that you came here. This is a nonprofit that you and a few people spent, and you must get funding from yes. different foundations then, or governments or entities. Uh, or our idea of small business, we work with sole proprietors, for-profit businesses, and nonprofit businesses. Mm. So we really try to serve any entrepreneurs, regardless Big of- Big and small. Yes. Uh, so often we think of entrepreneurs, we think of mom and pop shops, this guy with his that as well, little yeah. retail store. But they're clearly coming to this building. There are all sorts of, yeah. and there's a ton of entrepreneurs and a ton of immigrants in this building where I'm at, the UCI Beale Applied Innovation yeah. Center, where it's mostly biotech or bio devices. I'd say probably half of them are more, probably three quarters of them are immigrants from somewhere. They're Chinese, they're Iranian, they're Indian, there's something here. And they've all, many of them came to the U.S. to study here. And then they came up with some idea, and now they're trying to take that idea and turn it into something. Some of them, huge success. The guy around the corner, this Chinese group, they've got $200 million they raised to build a battery here, a new type of uh, car battery. Yeah. So you never know. Of course. The assumption is, well, I'm going to help small startups and businesses. It's going to be mom-and-pop restaurants, retail locations, service providers. But it could be anything. could be big stuff, too. Exactly, yes. You, you big, never big. know. Uh, <laughs> even a food truck can become a huge company by yeah, uh, adding, you know, a more. fleet. Yeah. Why not? We've seen that, and we see yeah. some of our entrepreneurs. So, give me a story that it. sums it up. Either or, each Carol? of you, give me one story. Here, we'll start with Carol, Carolina. I mean, the most, I would say, lovely story that I have. Yeah, that we're looking <laughs> we had, for lovely stories. Um, and I would say that that's why. Uh, in my role as a director as well, is going to be be connected with businesses on in their day-to-day activities. That is crucial for us to understand and appreciate how businesses work in the U.S. for this Spanish-speaking community. It's a Has there been studies on that? I don't know that anybody <laughs> analyzes how it's different for that group versus every other group, but not just yeah. the challenges, the obstacles you think of mentors you think of money maybe you yes. think of uh language barriers but there are i don't know do they absolutely do they do does young hispanic entrepreneurs think differently than young i don't know yeah. irish midwesterners yeah, like Actually, me here there are very good reports from stanford university for example from um kaufman foundation as well one of the things that call my attention a lot is the way that they think in terms of they are very good at starting businesses. Mm-hmm. However, the revenue amount that they generate per year is lower. It can be lower than if you compare with other groups in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that, in my opinion, is about the mindset and how they run businesses. Um, so that those are the things that uh, I would love to develop more in terms of. I'll give you one crazy one just for okay. that I've seen. In 15 years of doing this, uh, we're in Orange County. There's a large expat Vietnamese community here, the largest outside of Vietnam, mm-hmm. I'm told. They came here, you know, in the fall of Saigon, and they started many of them from scratch from the bottom up again, even though they'd been professionals or whatever in their own country, and now they've had to start from scratch and do things. 
And part of it was a um, distrust of banks or not an understanding yeah. of banks. Yeah. It's a cash-based world that they live in. Yep. Exactly. Because that's the only way they got out. The money they had in the bank <clears> got <throat> taken. So they're not they're reluctant to put it back into banks. And yes. therefore they have they run these things sort of as shadow businesses, even though they might be very successful. They they pay some taxes, but most of it's a cash business and they kind of you know, it, it exists in a shadow economy here. Is that exactly. a ch- that that would be a challenge if you wanted to grow or sell or whatever, because you don't have yeah. the records and the books and all exactly. these things to show. Yeah. Or maybe you can't then qualify for loans and other things because you can't demonstrate your revenue and yeah. other things. Absolutely. Cash flow, um, finances as well, you know, understanding and having them like um, maybe even keep track, keeping track of things. Uh, that is very important. Things that we've noticed that they are not maybe doing um, on a regular basis and also. Which again, doesn't matter if it's just for me, but if I want to grow, yeah. if I want to bring investors, if I want to sign a lease, I want to go to a bank and get a loan, then I got to show up yes. what I got. If I'm not tracking it, I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. How do I do what what normal, what, what American system businesses right. want? If you want money, then you got to show me you're making money here. Right? Exactly. And so those are the things that we've learned um, that we have to support. We have to maybe provide knowledge, um, but also help them to believe in what they do. Because sometimes it's, uh, it's all about the mindset as well. And I would say that that is also very tied to the population that we see. And uh, however, the potential is, is huge. They have a lot of energy as yeah. well. They are oh. very active. They, you know, you have... You have to see them uh, supporting each other as well. So that's why Caravan SBDC uh, is also a place for bringing together people. That's why the name as well, Caravan, mm. a group of people right along. traveling and you know moving forward together. The other thing I saw with a lot of, uh, I can think of a couple that I got to know uh, that came in and did some interviews of Vietnamese groups that was building a ton of these donut shops. Yep. A, a lot of yeah. them find something focused on fast food donut shops. A, a Korean dry cleaners under there. I'll have certain things. They come here, and everybody else, they, their other families doing it. So I'll get into that. I'll get into the donut business. And the way they do it, they literally—it sounds ridiculous. They just get together at their house and they just pool, put a pool of money together, like a pot up, a pot filled with cash. How much you need? Two hundred thousand dollars. All right, I'll, here's ten. Here's twenty. Whatever. And it's no formal agreements. There's no written documents. It's just family <laughs> yeah. and shake hands, and it's all cash. And okay, great. So now you want to expand beyond that and get a loan from a bank, uh, sign bigger leases, other sorts of things, they're gonna say, we can't deal with you, you don't exist. It's just a pile of cash that you all put together. There's no agreements, there's no there's no partnerships, there's no nothing here. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and a distrust of everybody outside of the family too, that's what they said. Yeah, know. but also, you know, harness, the, harness that value as well, right. because they trust in each other. So right. the idea for Caravan SVDC is to leverage that, you know, and highlight that as well. On the of flip course. side, I'm sorry to cut you up, but the story <laughs> I'll tell that they always told me is they said, you look at us, you, Mr. American, you know, raised in America, Midwest guy here, and you think we're crazy because we just, we work this way. Mm-hmm. And we have all these businesses and they got 20, 30 donut shops and it's all family thing and every, aunts and cousins and everybody are all involved in this thing here. And they work, to me, in human hours they'll come in at three o'clock in the morning and they'll work all day and then they go to a second one and they go to the third one. I mean, they're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no vacations, no nothing, no enjoyment of the money, just make, 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 because it's generational. We're going to make this for the next generation, the next generation. My job is to produce. I think, you know, to your idea and what Caro was mentioning about the mindset, I think that's what made our work stand out, mm-hmm. not just uh, having uh, the Caravan SBDC Center, but the work that Caro has been doing over the last couple of years is really building that trust with the entrepreneurs yes. through, you know, meeting them where they are, providing different opportunities, and even bringing banks to them that by introducing them with these bankers and these banks that we trust and we identify, that really facilitates, makes them confident. Yeah. And because many of them told me we won't go to a bank or we we don't feel comfortable going to a bank. Literally put it in a mattress. Yeah. Literally well, bear it in the backyard. One of the things that we have done, Caravan Thrive Project has done over the last two years, we also been providing access to capital. Yeah. So that was had a huge impact, boost their self-confidence because suddenly there is somebody trusting them with $10,000 to continue their business. And 
obviously it was we had to trust them uh, that they are going to use the funds appropriately, right. but also they had to trust us accepting the money. Yeah, and that's I, what that was the gist of what they're saying. We don't. So we live in our own family. We yeah. just all pull the funds together. It's very quiet. We don't need contracts. We don't need arrangements. Just everybody knows what they're doing. This is a family-run business, and you know we don't need. We're not going to get in lawsuits. We don't. You know we don't take care. Of, we don't look for yeah, loans. No, all that kind of stuff. The other thing, though, the, I'll throw this in. So at the end of the conversation, he said, "Well, you look at us and think we're kind of crazy the way we do business." And he said, "I'll tell. This is a Vietnamese group talking to me." And they said, we think you're crazy because we came to this country with nothing, desperate after the fall of Vietnam and did anything we could, collected boxes, collected things, did any worked scrub yeah. dishes, anything we could do to survive. And many of them had been doctors and lawyers and other people in these other countries, but now they're doing anything. Survive. And he said, we think America has literally streets paved with gold and you, you third, fourth, fifth generation Americans are too lazy to pick it up. You don't see it, or you don't even bend over. Ah, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm okay. They're so they come with nothing. They're so grateful at the opportunity, and they work harder than anybody I've ever seen in my life right. to, uh, to pick it up. They just a, do business in a different way. But you know what, Paul? The other thing, the other side that you know, uh, I see it as well is to appreciate the level of um, calm that an American can have. This oh. is the way that I've learned as well from lots of The Americans. level of what? I'm sorry? Of calm. You kind of re are relaxed. When oh, you calm. are relaxed. Okay, calm, right. Yeah, when you are relaxed, you can think better. So That's caravan true. is You're not in a panic. Yeah. You're not panicking. Not you are desperate. not in a survival mode. Right. And I would say that most of the immigrants, yeah, they are living constantly in this survival mode. So caravan SBDC with all the technical support, mentoring, uh, training programs, comes to also bring this uh, space where they can feel comfortable and can think better. Interesting. That's the main idea as well. You know, we are covering all the technical parts. So it's not just training and it's yes. not it's just not mentoring. Let me show you how to do it by somebody who's been there and done it. It's understanding, as you say, where they're at, the popular yes. turn to let's deal with people where they're at. They have maybe have distrust. They have a different way of doing business. It's family. It's not as structured, whatever it's. Uh, and starting with that and then yeah. making them come forward, making yeah. them explore other options and exactly. be comfortable exactly. integrating into the system here. And that is crucial for how the economy is moving right now because it's moving fast, it's changing all the time. And if we are going to be panicking all the time yeah. because of that, we are going to end up being, you know, maybe in a bad situation. Aren't we a more stressed economy? out society exactly. because of it? I think that's chosen so, our... Politics, that, it shows in our, our yeah. health care, it's that we're all just stressed out and Exactly. So the, the, the decisions are not going to be good or pro properly made. Right. So that's why Caravan SBDC wants to bring the space to, okay, let's relax. Here are the resources. We have access to capital. We have uh, mentors. We have we have experts. We have other centers where we can also marketing bring support or other sorts finances, of things. marketing, contracting, certifications. We right. have a lot of a big group of women, women-owned businesses that That's they are not aware thing, yeah. of the of certifications, for example, where they have other opportunities. So we are going pro, we're going to provide where they have this, advantage um, or once they had disadvantages. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are providing all these resources, but also providing the space to kind of let's relax. And actually, this is part of the research as well. You can be relaxed. Once you are relaxed, you can think better. You can think beyond and differently so that we can create new business models. And the proof of that is you came in and said, I'm a little unrelaxed. And now you're relaxed and exactly. we're having a conversation here. And actually, the first step is saying, <laughs> I am nervous. Yeah, I am, exactly. you know, and that's why you start. And that's why I started to, to kind of uh, disclose that. That's my state right now. Businesses have done that in our sessions as well. And it's I'll incredible bet. how they open and they start like sharing their stories, sharing their, sometimes their challenges, their challenges. And our goal is to kind of shift the focus a little bit. Okay, we understand that it is difficult, but it was. It's just, you know, we are moving forward. We can do it. And you're Let's here. You're here now. You're, you're already are, here. Yeah. You already, you know, travel miles to get here. The hardest part's getting here. here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Why don't you? Why don't we give uh, kind of the space to families as well? Because we receive a lot of family-owned businesses, 
to think differently in a way that I would think a lot of immigrants start up family-owned businesses. Yep. Yes. One, because that's how they pull the resources. Two, they're comfortable. Yes. I don't know if I can hire somebody, but I know how to work with my cousins, and they have a different family ethic. You know, yes. I don't know that people in my family would be any less likely to <laughs> screw me over than an employee would, but somehow in these most of these uh, other ethnic communities, no family is very important. You, you mm -hmm. might mess with somebody else, but don't mess with the family. <laughs> And actually, that is uh, the component that we wanted to integrate in a Caravan SBDC. We are going to provide um, training and workshop series for the families, for the whole family, because yeah. that was our that was our uh, experience in the past with Caravan Serai project. In our affiliate program and the business readiness training program program, we had the audience. Our audience were families, you know, gathering together. And the whole family's after. probably in this. Yes. Even yeah. if the little kids, they're sweeping up or helping Everybody, out or yeah. doing something. Somebody came in a restaurant and they said, yeah. I grew up in a in a Mexican restaurant family. And yeah. from the minute you could walk, you were doing something. You were cutting potatoes or mm -hmm. something here. Absolutely. It's and a we family enterprise. Yeah. Uh -huh. We have also been uh, customers of our own uh, businesses well, as well. why not? Yeah, you got to support and, them. And uh, that's, yeah, that's the idea and also provide all the you got to come back. we got to get whoever booked this episode to have you come back. And this next time, bring some examples. Bring some people who, I'd love to hear them talk, not just you yeah. talk about them. Absolutely. But to have, in their own words, say, yeah, I was scared. I was uncertain. And I wasn't sure about this thing, but here's how I found it, and here's how it's helped me, or here's what I've learned out of Just riding a, along. A quick things about the examples. We last year, over the last two years, we've been supporting and funding yeah. over 200 Spanish-speaking entrepreneurs. Wow. They Who had else access to yeah. 1.5 million dollars from the employment training panel through us, and because we saw them, how engaged they are, and the progress they've made. I think it was last August, we decided, well, why don't we put everyone in uh, the first uh, Hispanic small business directory that the lender ever had. There you go. And we, we published this directory with over 150 businesses. They shared their stories. But actually, w when we launched the directory in September, I think we had over 200 people there. They were sharing with their families their names in the directory. There you go. And that for them, was they huge. got the funding, but the validation that somebody is seeing them, somebody is supporting them, and we're not somebody alone. is there. You know, the caravan Sarai model and the caravan model is you go when you need, and there is always somebody there to support you. Well, you know, in this country, we grew up probably more in my generation, my parents' generation, this idea of the, of the West. America started on the East Coast, and eventually we yeah. spread across the country and all the stories of the cowboys in the West. And it's always about caravans. It's yeah. always about wagon it's trains. And, yeah. and it was always about communities. Because the only way you survive, not just attacks by Native Indians, but attacks from wolves and attacks from the snow and, and the famine, and everything, was together. It was, yeah. it was forming a band, circling the wagons. That's how you protected yeah. yourself from all the elements, from all the challenges that you faced. So we grew up as a country with That's that true. kind of caravan mentality. We weren't born in place, most European countries, Romania, whether they've been there since the Roman times, as I understand it. Romania goes back to why it's Roman. Uh, uh, Chile, you know, has <laughs> obviously a long uh, part of the uh, offshoot of the Spanish empires down there. These societies have been in place for a long time. America's been a mobile caravanning society for most of its life. There you go. And it still is. Still is. Right? We still <laughs> move from one place California. To the other. We all came exactly. here in search of something. You know, California <laughs> gold. What a fascinating story. Well, we went double what we were supposed to do here. I'm sorry, but what a fascinating tale. I'd love to have you come back. Um, I'm not in control in booking the guests, but I'm going to put in a word that they should have you come back and you should bring somebody with you we will. who will talk about what the experience is like. Well, uh, you mentioned caravan. at the beginning of the show, we officially launched oh, yes, the that's center on yes. February 15th in Palm Springs. Okay. Uh, and whoever wants to join us there starting 11 uh, a.m., you'll actually get to meet a lot, many of the entrepreneurs we have been supporting, we have there been funding. Some of them will bring their products to show and talk about their experiences as entrepreneurs and how important Do they pull up get. with a wagon and, uh, and horses? And, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, you'll have to come and see uh, and learn more about 
Caro's strategy uh, <laughs> to circle uh, the wagons he, and help everybody. When it comes everybody. to caravan uh, SBDC. What if I, I didn't get any of it when you walked in? I was struggling to get this metaphor. Now I got it. It's, okay, it's the old west. It's cowboys and trains and yeah. moving to new areas and together and supporting each other and yeah. circling yes. the wagons and helping mm-hmm. each other. All right, I get it. Uh, how, if people want to get it, how do they find you? What's uh, the websites, phone numbers, whatever? We are at caravansrightproject.org. Our location is Palm, in Palm Springs is 2150 Takwits. So that's right near downtown. It's right near downtown, between downtown and the airport. Right. And uh, is a walk-in uh, office. you got to get them to how to say it, though. It's not Takwits. Uh, everyone is uh, <laughs> welcome to, uh, to join us. And uh, they will find us also on uh, Orange County Land Empire SBDC uh, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all over social media. So, yeah, we are there. Shout to, out to uh, the SBDC for having the yes. courage and foresight to see a need and to fill it as they continue to do with these specialty centers. Really, I know that's partly what this show is about, yeah. but even I'm amazed. <laughs> having been a consultant in the network, I had no idea the, the depth and breadth of the resources. And what a cool idea. I get it now. It's a wagon train. This is yeah. a wagon train movie here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Western. All right. Anything else you want to say, Carolina? Absolutely. Maybe you can contact us as well at caravan at ocieesbdc.org. Caravan, C-A-R-A-V as a victory, A-N at O-C for Orange County. I-E. I-E for Inland Empire. Way too many letters in this organization. O-C-I-E, Orange County Inland Empire for the SBDC. Small Business Development Center dot org. Okay. Thank you so much. Hope to see you again. And uh, thanks for coming in, making the trek into UCI here today from out in the the Inland Empire. Thank you for having me. As we conclude another episode of the Profit Talks podcast, we hope we've empowered your entrepreneurial spirit. Reach out to us to connect with our experts, and let's take your business to the next level. Keep those dreams alive, keep pushing forward, and stay tuned for more. And if you liked what you heard in today's podcast and you want your business to reach new heights, just contact us at ProfitTalksPodcast.org or call us at 1-800-616-7232. That's 1-800-616-7232. So until next time, keep thriving.